Hey yo, look like I'm going for a swim. Dunk on him now, swinging off the rim. Welcome to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, July 12th. I'm Donald Ware. Listen, today we're going to step outside of the CIAA. We've been previewing CIAA teams for the last 12 days, 12 teams in the CIAA. And uh, we're going to take things to Nashville, Tennessee, as a matter of fact, to take a look at the Tennessee State Tigers who finished 6-5 last year and always willing to join us here, whether it's on Box to Row or the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, is the head football coach of Tennessee State in his seventh season, Rod Reed, who now joins us here on the podcast. What's going on, Coach Reed? Everything's good, man. Everything's good. What's going on? Not too much, man. What um, you know, one of the things, and I think we touched on this last year that I've noticed about you, especially more recently, is you've really been involved in social media, man. Can you kind of really speak to that and you know, Facebooking and tweeting and all of that kind of stuff, and how maybe that's helped to allow people to maybe get to know you outside of football? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, the Facebook and the tweeting is generally done for uh, – more of the tweeting is done for, for football purposes. The Facebook, you know, uh, I, I got three sisters that try to keep up with, you know, me and what we're doing in the program as well as my kids. So, I, you know, I post stuff about my kids a lot uh, and the program a lot on Facebook. But tweeting, you know, Twitter's become – a real recruiting tool, you know, in, in this game. So you got to, you know, have your tr- Twitter skills a little savvy. And uh, I'm, I'm not a very good tweeter, <laughs> but I'm an expert retweeter. <laughs> well, look, now you, you now you have someone that can help you tweet, though, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Our, our media relations people, uh, the kid Harrison, Jose, and uh, Gavin, and uh, Ashley down there, they do a really good job of, uh, you know, keeping our, our stuff up on social media. And then my recruiting coordinator, Coach Mayshack, is very savvy. And I got a couple of young coaches on the staff, and, you know, that's that's their game. So uh, it works well for us. Another winning season for you in 2017. Maybe, well, it couldn't be the season you wanted. You guys started out 3-0 and and then lost four of your next five, but, again, ultimately rebounded to have a winning season. Your thoughts on 2017? I thought it was a little disappointing. You know, we, we started out fast, and I thought that, you know, we had a great opportunity to get some things going. But, it's, you know, it's been, you know, that, that kind of trend, you know, the injury bug hit us a little bit. You know, Ebo went down for about uh, three or four games again with a real severe knee injury and was able, he was able to come back the latter half of the season. And then we had a change at quarterback uh, with Michael Hughes, our replacing Treon. And, uh, you know, that took a little a- adaptation. And, uh, you know, but we finally, we finished strong. And I think that we've got a great uh, junior class uh, coming back this year, junior, sophomore are really our strong suit. Now, we have some really good seniors. You know, we got about 10 seniors, not a whole lot, but our, our sophomore and junior class are really strong. Last thought on 2017. I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to, um, you know, kind of get the point going, but I want people to kind of understand. I mean, if you look at some of the scores, 19 to 16, 21 to 17, 30 to 26, I mean, if you have, you know, what, 12, 13 more points, I mean, we're talking about only a two-loss season. And that that had to really bug you, right? Yeah, you know, I talked to our, our staff and our coaches. You know, we're probably about probably uh, a minute and a half away from, well, two minutes away from being a 9-2 and two football team. Uh, you know, we lost to EIU there in double overtime and uh, Austin Peay game. You know, we all if we need a first down. We get a first down. They got no more timeouts. They can run the clock out and we're making an errant kick. 
and uh, you know they 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 run it back. We didn't kick the ball where we were supposed to, uh, and you know that that's nobody's fault but mine. <laughs> but uh, I got to do a better job preparing us to be able to finish in the fourth quarter. Uh, we lost a couple of games in the fourth quarter that I thought you know we had an opportunity to win, and that's a part of growing. That's a maturation process, but. We got a lot of pieces to that puzzle back. We lost a few guys on defense, but we do feel like we recruited well. And we got a couple of transfer guys to fill in some void spots. So, uh, you know, I, I'm up for the task. I think this team is uh, – they, they've done nothing but work this summer, no complaining. Uh, they've done everything we asked them to do. It's a great group of young guys. So I'm really excited about this upcoming season. You know, one of the things you've always done is recruit it well, and then some of those pieces starting to show. For instance, a guy like a Michael Hughes, a quarterback who did well for you, came in middle of the season and did well, had the highest efficiency rate in all of the OVC. But even before that, you know, you brought Treon Harris in as a transfer from Florida um, to play quarterback. He's now switched to wide receiver. Tell us about that, why that happened, and maybe that's the better overall move for the offense. I think it's a better overall move for the offense and him. Uh, you know, Treon has a lot of uh, great attributes, but, you know, to be a quarterback, there's certain things that are required. And uh, we just weren't getting that out of him, and he understood that. And uh, But we know that he's a kid that is explosive. He's probably one of the better athletes on the team. You watch him in winter conditioning, how explosive he is. We think his talents will be served well at wide out. And uh, Mike, Mike was just able to push the ball down the field a little bit better than Treon. And I think, you know, as Mike grows in the offense, and it was really like Mike being a, a redshirt freshman last year because that was his first year really ever playing. But, uh, you know, we're, we're able to use Treon in situations if we need to, and uh, I think it's going to be a great move for both of us. Rod Reed is the head football coach at Tennessee State in his seventh season. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. To the point, while you may lose a, a you know a Patrick Smith who had a, a, a solid season on last year, Stephen Newbold comes back. Chris Rowland probably is going to have uh, you know more responsibility in the offense. And now with Harris moving to that wide receiver, can you speak to this receiver core and how deep it is? I uh, mean, I, I think that we, we're very deep at receiver. I think that, you know, uh, even a kid like Devon Johnson, we're expecting him to have a breakout. Yeah, he he um, uh, faced a lot of ankle injuries last year. He's he's gained about 10 pounds and still running really well. But, you know, you got Stephen Newbold. You got uh, a newcomer, Al Malik Moore, who we feel really good about. Lawrence Street. Uh, you know, Chris Rowland is extremely explosive. And we, we signed a junior college kid, Major Bellamy. Uh, out of yeah. Georgia military, yeah. he's a kid that we signed out of Gwinnett as a high school high schooler, uh, and we thought that he would be an FBS guy, but he decided he wanted to, you know, hang in there with us, and uh, you know, he's back here at Tennessee State also. So let's talk a little bit about Michael Hughes, and again, he 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 had a solid year. I mean, you can't say any more um, about that, and and it was really his first year, really his first year playing. He redshirted for you a, a couple of years. Speak to what. He brings to the table, and, and it's the kind of you know he's the kind of guy you you like the the bigger guy at 6'2", 230 pounds. Yeah, oh yeah, Mike is a, it's going to be a real quarterback battle. Uh, you know, we got a kid that transferred in this year uh, from Minnesota that started the last seven games from them, Demry uh, uh, Cross. Yeah, and uh, it was a great battle in the spring. You know, Mike uh, again brings a big arm. Uh, I think where Mike has done improve, he's he's gotten a lot better in the classroom studying film. Uh, matter of fact, you know, I've seen him in the building every day this summer coming to watch film, uh, you know, on his own and, and trying to get better at that, that aspect of it. Uh, he's trimmed down a little bit. He's weighing about 215 or 220 now, running a lot better. So we expect big things out of Mike. 
But uh, that that quarterback position is going to be a pretty solid position, I believe, for us this year. Both guys coming with the same competitive, uh, you know, uh, uh, grit that they had in the spring. Running back is that? I mean, if you, I mean, if you looked at the numbers, if I hadn't seen Tennessee State play, I would look at the numbers and say, okay, it was sort of a a running back by committee deal. Is that? Fair is that going to be the case, or is there somebody that that you that uh, that may stand out this year? Well, you know, and it was it was in my opinion that we were we were average at running back last year, uh, you know, at best because we we had an injury, significant injury to our starter Earl Harrison. Uh, he missed the majority of the season last year. Uh, I don't think he played for two games, and then he had a really bad uh, toe injury, uh, foot injury that uh, didn't allow him to play much. So Seth Rollins, Bree Curtis. You know, those guys uh, are not, you know, they did it by committee. But we brought in a couple of guys this year that we feel also that can help us. Uh, DeMarco Corbin is a big kid, a uh, transfer kid out of uh, one of the junior colleges out in Iowa. He was at Illinois State, uh, played for them, and, and ended up having to go, not doing so well there, having to go to junior college. He's a Texas kid. We were able to get him. Uh, he's a bigger back. He's probably about six one, you know, 225 pounds. And then to Kendrick Robeson was a kid that we recruited out of high school and ended up going to, he was a late qualifier and went to Iowa Western, I believe. And he transferred back in and he had a solid spring. And he's a six, six foot, 200 pound running back, you know, with uh, some explosiveness. And then, you know, the guys that were there, Seth Rowland was there last year. Earl Harrison is back. Uh, Sean McCauley is a kid that we redshirted last year, another big back. So we've got a few running backs. That's not, that's not a position that, that we are. Uh, uh, hurting that, and we feel like we got a lot of talent at that that spot. And uh, if we can keep first legs in the game, hopefully it'll improve our rushing attack. You know, you, you mentioned losing some guys on defense. Chris Collins, if my memory serves me correctly, was an all-conference guy. Ebo is gone, but boy, man, and when I look at the roster, some of the guys that you have coming back, and they're going to have some years. Uh, you know, Cook comes back, uh, Nesbeth. I mean, you got you, you know you you lose you're missing some guys or losing some guys, but you got some talent that's coming back also. Yeah, we we ended up playing a lot of guys young. You know, Dejuan Nesbitt is a kid to play young. He'll be uh, I think a junior this year uh, at corner. You know, Aquarius Cook will lead the secondary back there. I had a surprise in the spring kid, uh, Nick Harper Jr. The name probably sounds familiar. His dad uh, played with the Titans. You know, he walked onto the squad and had a really solid spring and ended up at the one or two spot at the corner position. So. Uh, that was a pleasant surprise for us. And, and uh, you know, at the, up along the D, D line, you know, Makai Brown from Alabama came in. Um, you know, we got Jeremiah Kane, the Juco kid that, that's there. And then Khalil Jones is a young kid that we're really high on. I had played a little bit last year, but we're expected to step up. Michael Perry. Uh, so, and, and we got a transfer kid, uh, Landon Brazil from uh, Cincinnati, a 6'5", 6'6". Uh, defensive tackle kid, uh, two seventy guys. So we feel pretty good about where we replenish. It's going to be how fast we can pick up the defense and hit the ground rolling. You know those young linebackers. Blair was his back. Uh, you know Terry Strada came in at the midterm last year from uh, Carroll City down in Miami. Um, James Green played uh, for us as a freshman last year. He's out of Orlando. Uh, Antoine Malone. You know he's a wait and see guy. He had an off season surgery, so we don't know how, you know, well he'll be able to go. But uh, Roderick Woods is a junior college guy at the linebacker spot. So we, we feel like that, that you know, we, we fill those positions really well. But, again, being new to the defense, Pritch was an old Batman, and, you know, and, and he was just really savvy. And losing Ebo, those guys don't come along but every so often. But uh, we feel like we got some guys that can uh, fill in. 
couple of more thoughts for Rod Reed, the head football coach at Tennessee State, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. One of the things you've always been able to do uh, and your administration has been able to do a great job of is from a scheduling standpoint, always scheduling HBCUs, even though you're in the OV, not even though, but you know, you're in the OVC, uh, Bethune, Cookman, Jackson State, Hampton on the schedule. But this, you know, you, 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 you got uh, Bethune back at the John Merritt Classic. That should be great. Then the next week, Jackson State at the Southern Heritage Classic. But then, boy, you're on the road for five straight games, including one um, at Vanderbilt. Can, can you kind of speak to that? I, I don't. I don't know how. I mean, your thoughts on having to play five straight games on the road? Well, in order to make an HBC schedule, and you know, a, a piece to that that side of our fan base, or that that is our fan base. You know, uh, you know, we we've got to play those games, and uh, you know, uh, Hampton will be returning that game in the John Merritt Classic. I want to say in nineteen. So um, it was one of those deals where you, you you kind of forced into doing that to kind of keep the heritage going. Uh, so to speak, but it's, it's going to be a tough schedule. We, we realize that we're war, road warriors. Uh, we're going to have to get some more home games in the future, but, um, you know, uh, we got to play the Hannah's Deltas right now, and I think that it's a very tough schedule, but our kids will be up for the challenge. Rod Reed again in his seventh season as the head football coach at Tennessee State. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. As mentioned, the Tigers open the season at home um, in the John Mayer Classic. Now, is that is that on your in your home field or at uh, Nissan Stadium? That's at Nissan Stadium. Okay. All right. Very good. So we appreciate the time. And, and, Go ahead. And, and Don, actually, yes, it's, it's, it's nine season. This is your ninth season as the head coach. Wow. Yeah, this is my ninth season. Man, time time flies. Man, does it, it feel does, like? It does. Does it feel like you Yeah. Does it feel like nine seasons? It really does. <laughs> it feels like nine, but I'm having fun, you know, and, uh, you know, Nashville's a great city, Tennessee State's a great university, you know, my kids are in that high school area now, you know, my son's junior high, my daughter, uh, she's at Brentwood Academy High School, so uh, it's been fun. Oh, okay, she's at, yeah, that's, that's, now that's the school that produced this, I can't think, but this this big the kid that's going to Vanderbilt that that plays uh, basketball, he's really, really good. Yeah, Darius Garland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now your son is playing ball too. Yeah, he he's he's a, he's a mini version of Darius right now. <laughs> looks like so, is that hey? Uh huh. Coach, well, you, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I said if he can stay on that track, I'll be really excited. <sighs> wow. I tell you what. I mean, I you know I don't we don't I don't necessarily watch a whole lot of high school, but seeing that kid on tape, he's the absolute truth, man. And he's going to be pretty good uh, at Vil- yeah. Vanderbilt. Appreciate the time, Coach Reed, man. We'll catch up with you throughout the course of the season. All right, man. Go Big Blue. So nine seasons in as the head football coach at uh, Tennessee State is Rod Reed. And, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, uh, you know, his son keeps on that path. And he's if he's like this Darius kid, boy, he's going to be really, really good. I was talking with Coach Reed a little bit off the mic. And, um, you know, he's doing a lot of traveling and so forth to see his son play in AAU. So, uh, you know, trying to strike that balance. And I guess it's, especially in the summertime, he can do a little bit more. But, uh, you know, to have a, 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 a young man and a son that's playing at a, an AAU level and to also uh, be the head football coach of Tennessee State and FCS program and to be able to strike that balance um, is a good thing for Rod Reed. That's going to about wrap it up for us today on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. On tomorrow, we move to the SWAC as we're going to take a look at the Grambling State 
Tigers, as the Tigers, of course, are the defending SWAC champions. Don't forget about the weekend edition of Box to Row, which airs on a radio station near you. Also, on Sirius XM. If you're on our website, uh, you can log on to our affiliates link. And also remember, you can catch us on Sirius XM, 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Pacific time on Fridays. Uh, and that's channel 141. And then Sirius XM channel 142, Saturday, 9 a.m. That is uh, That's Eastern time. And of course, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Talk with you tomorrow. Try to Nissan, now she in a Beamer I don't want her, cause she from the corner And I heard that Beamer was a loner Her old man the owner And I don't even drink Coronas What type of drink you want, bro? No champagne forever On dirt stripe forever You come sip with me If you like to change the world